Welcome to Just the Two of Us, the podcast that asks, what if you learned about Jewish stuff? I thought you were going to say, what if Jew was one of us? Ooh, that's a good one. You, uh, maybe, maybe the next episode you host. Our next podcast. Our next podcast that we host, <laughs> Just the Christian of Us. Um, <laughs> we don't talk at all. <laughs> no, we just apologize. I just um, talk about the one time I worked at uh, Vacation Bible School, and that's the whole show. Yeah, that. oh, that should have come up during the summer camp episode. Well, that's okay. <laughs> we'll circle back. Yeah, now you know that that's <laughs> maybe a story that you'll hear in the future. Um, but today we are talking about Jewish geography. Do you want to introduce yourself? Oh yeah, I'm Ross <laughs> Wiseman. And I'm Alyssa Epstein. And we're still talking about Jewish geography. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. Yeah. That was that was good. Cause, uh, this I, was take two, so that I yep. forgot that we messed yep. that up. Um, the so, people need to know. And... Well, the people do need to know. Alyssa, can you explain Mm -hmm. kind of what Jewish geography means? To me, Jewish geography. Sure, yeah, what it means to you. Um, Just like everyone, everyone Jewish knows everyone else. And it's just like a weird, and then I feel like sometimes it can kind of be taken as a negative where you tell someone that you're Jewish and like, oh, you're Jewish, do you know? But like, usually you do know the person or you know someone who knows someone who that's their cousin like it's just it works out really weirdly and i yeah it's is that is that good enough yeah no that's great no um yeah so it basically it's you know it's a game where kind of jews will talk to other jews or a non-jew who meets a jew Mm -hmm. will like ask like oh do you know like Seth Morowitz or somebody like everyone that. knows a Seth Morowitz. If you know Seth Morowitz, use the hashtag. <laughs> I know I'm I know Morowitz, uh, and we'll retweet our I like favorites. That. Um, but yeah, and and I'm sure that it ex- this kind of game exists in all circles and all cultures, mm-hmm. but it is really like hammered down as like a Jewish phenomenon. Because you know, if you're a Christian and you live. If you meet somebody from like Memphis and you're like, oh, I know this person from Memphis. Do, mm-hmm. you, uh, do they maybe go to your church? But I feel like that's really a shot in the dark. But usually with Jewish geography, if you know, if you meet a Jew from Memphis and you know of one other Jew from Memphis, there's maybe yeah. a good chance that you'll meet them. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, like uh, so I found this quote uh, that's okay. at the top of the Wikipedia page for Jewish geography, but um, it's from a man named Eitan Diamond, his book, And I Will Dwell in Their Midst, Orthodox Jews in Suburbia. So basically he says that this game of Jewish geography follows a simple pattern. One person asks, you're from this city, do you know this person? The other one usually responds, like, sure, he sits behind my uncle in synagogue, or I met him at a youth group convention, or whatever, something like that. And non-Jews often find it astonishing that such links are made so easy, but given both the relative smallness, given the relative smallness of the Jewish community and even smaller size of the Orthodox Jewish community and the extensive overlapping social circles within these communities, it should not surprise too much. I mean, it's basically just like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's yeah. like the same idea, um, but it, it's kosher bacon. <laughs> That's good. That's a good, that one. good? That's a good one. Uh, six degrees of turkey bacon. Um, or just, yeah. Tur- have you ever yeah. had the beef bacon? Um, I've heard that it's good, I don't but know. it's just like I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge like breakfast meat 
person. Like I'm never. Yeah, like, my bacon options because of like some dietary restrictions. It's always like un- uncured sure bacon that I get. So I don't. It and I might guess be that's a little bit hard. You might have to go to like a local butcher and specifically yeah. ask. For well, that. I just got um shout out to Applegate Farms. They're very good with Applegate no preservatives. Farms is very good. They're and it's like really good. Friend. Hey guys, sponsor. Today's episode is Yeah, I'll tell. They're pepperoni. Okay. The, it's fine. It's really good. I was just going to say, Man, like, we where, don't have to talk about this. this during our kosher episode. <laughs> um, oh, I don't think they're kosher. Oh, sorry. But no, it, uh, uh, but yeah, it's funny that you bring up six degrees of Kevin Bacon yeah. because that, that is kind of where like the supposed validity of this comes from that, mm-hmm. uh, like six degrees of separation in general has some sort of significance. Like, um, people have done experiments for decades like in a pre-internet world and in a post-current internet world. And on average, not always, but usually you can connect somebody between six people. Yeah. So like, you know, if you're listening to this right now and you're in Australia, I know an, uh, an Australian person. He probably knows a lot of Australian people and I could probably get to you. Do you know any, is the person Jewish? Do you know an Australian Jew? He is Jew? not Jewish, but his, uh, somebody he's related to lives in Israel. Okay. So that was a fun game I was playing not too re- it doesn't matter when but I was just like oh I wonder how many Jews in Australia and I would just do like a quick like Google search and like just me and some friends were just like how many Jews in and we would all try to guess the closest number. That's a fun game. Also yeah. a sad game in some ways. Yeah, but like you could look at it in a positive where there's still yeah. like it's spread like it's ev- everywhere. Isn't like one of the biggest synagogues I think it's in China. Or really? someone lied to me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we're not going to fact check that right now because um, we're in the middle of talking about a completely different thing. Not, but uh, Jews. Jews. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like this is also a, um, a version of the small world experiment, which uh, by famed psychologist Stanley Milgram, who you know as the Milgram experiment guy who uh, challenged people's ideas of uh, authority by making people... Uh, inflict pain on an unseen person. Oh, the thing behind a wall, and yeah. it's like you shock them. It was a famous episode of Law and Order SVU with uh, Robin Williams. Oh, did it's I a know great that. episode. I saw it as it aired, and it was great. Mm-hmm. But so there is some validity to the idea that uh, any group of people, and especially Jews, mm-hmm. have that kind of connection. Like you know, here at Tribe Twelve, uh, we find weird connections all the time. Like I've had conversations and realized like, oh, these two people don't know each other, but they grew up in the next town over. Right. And things like that. Um, and yeah, like one Jew can be connected to any other Jew in the world. Like we have that shared background, right? Yeah. But as I was doing the research, this brought up a lot of questions and a thing that we'll probably end up touching on a lot um, as we go through different topics in Judaism is um, just general issues of Jewish gatekeeping and uh, what we define as belonging to the tribe itself. Mm-hmm. So um, it this kind of goes back even to our conversation about conversion because, um, you know, if you're doing Jewish geography, that implies that there is a mutual understanding of what it is to be Jewish, right? So I would... Like, not to assume for you, but at least for me, when I'm doing a, a game of Jewish geography with 
somebody that I'm meeting at a social event that I'm running or at any kind of Jewish gathering, usually the type of Jews that I'm talking to and the Jews that we're talking about are pretty homogenous. So usually they are white. Usually they are Ashkenazi. Usually they live in the United States, most likely in a big city. And all these different specifics, like they went to summer camp or they went to a Jewish day school, like all these things that really constrict the pool of Jews that you're talking about and to. And so that that could be that could be tough. Like, right. I'm, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, that kind of is accidentally a similar pool that you are drawing from when you're playing this game. Yeah, because it's just I mean, I think also when it's <laughs> when it's occurring um it's just people maybe in like your circles or like a separate friend circle but like that's how like you meet so it's just like similar um yeah just similar backgrounds and then that's how you get to meet someone yeah and i think um you know i can't think of many jews if any in my life that would be intentionally um leaving other jews out like people that are sephardic people that mm-hmm. are people of color in the Jewish community, but just how the world already perceives the Jewish population, it, they end up getting left over. So, but I think even too maybe just like political, like that looking at that kind of scope. Mm-hmm. No, that, that makes, makes yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. Like there, there are plenty of things that affect what we think of when we think of a group of people, and you know, Jewish stereotypes exist. Yeah. Um, because the same type of Jew always appear on TV. They're always making the same type of jokes at mm-hmm. the same looking people. Like Howard Wolowitz from Big Bang Theory looks like an amalgamation oh, is of, he Jewish? <laughs> yeah, of every Jew of the past 4,000 yeah. years on TV. Yeah. Because uh, TV has been around for 4,000 years. <laughs> um, but the two examples that I, that I wanted to bring up. Um, so the, f- so kind of answering the question in my head, like this game does seem to kind of, inadvertently act as a litmus test of Jewish legitimacy. Mm -hmm. And so the first one uh, that I want to bring up is uh, Israel. So American Jews is kind of what this game is mainly about. And it ends up being weird towards Israeli Jews because like we keep saying, they tend to be a little bit different than Jews in the United States because when you live in a Jewish state, how does that affect? But I also think what comes into play again is like the background of American Jews. So it's like, oh, summer camp, that's a very American thing. Sure. And we've like talked about that too. So I think it's just like, I, I was about to ask, like, do you think maybe like uh, Jews in Russia would play this game? And I don't know if you, I don't know. That's something like, or like, do you know what I'm trying to get at? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, I think, I think the I sure. think the reason we're able to play this game is because the American Jew experience is I don't know it just there's a community behind it yeah. and I don't I think it's there's an emphasis on the American part because it's I, that, For sure. like I'm that sure, upbringing I'm, yeah, yeah I'm sure this game gets played in any like if you know like I said before if you meet somebody from Australia and you know one other Australian person, you're going to ask them if they know them. But I think this game seems to really be prevalent and like almost like a pop culture thing itself. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh, all Jews know each other and stuff like that because how else will we control uh, all the media, including podcasting? Um, (laughs) But but anyway, the the (laughs) point that I wanted to bring up with um, Israel, so I'm getting this from uh, an article from the uh, 
Intermountain Jewish News, which uh, I'm not super familiar with them as a service, uh, but this and this is an opinion piece that I'm reading from of called Jewish Geography is More Than a Game. But um, in uh, the 1970s in Israel, for purposes of immigration and just figuring out Israeli citizenship, it was said that anyone with one Jewish grandparent is considered Jewish. And in general, there was, there is still constantly a conflict between like Orthodox rabbis and the religious leaders in Israel and Israel itself to figure out a definition of J- Judaism. And it's like, sure, the more that you specify, it can expand the the pool of who is considered Jewish, but most of the time it's going to constrict. Like, uh, like it or not, that is just kind of a thing when you make any sort of law and mm-hmm. rule that's going to happen. In general, that was just kind of making me think of, like, within the Jewish community, there can be all of this kind of fear of, oh, our type of Judaism is going away. It's it's weirdly parallel to what we kind of see in the United States right now mm-hmm. of, like, oh, if too many people that are different are trying to identify as American, then that's going to change the definition of American and I won't be considered American right. anymore. And oh, I want my country back. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I I think, you know, this, sure, this might be a stretch for like a silly game that we like to yeah. play sometimes, but I think it's, it's important to bring up that within the Jewish community as well, there are some people not trying to specify any um, denomination or group, but there are people that are just like, uh, like you, you know, your mom isn't Jewish, so that doesn't really count, or right. you didn't go through that formal conversion process. Um, but then the second one that, uh, that of, you know, how this connect is a Jewish litmus test kind of is, um, with Jews of color, mm-hmm. and I think that wouldn't be a surprise for anybody listening to this that people often kind of forget that yeah um because i think there's there's that joke not even a joke really but just like the saying of like if you meet a jew of color you're like oh you must be ethiopian then right or something like that which is like i was like as soon as i said jew of color i was thinking like oh like an ethiopian jew exactly. but that i think is also because um like growing up like in hebrew school and going to synagogue there wasn't a lot of diversity and if there was that was mostly like oh um, the kids were adopted, or maybe or like um, one of their parents. Or like people that just worked at the school. Um, at least for me, going to Jewish day school, um, like the people that were not just carbon copies of each right. other were people that like worked at the school doing whatever. Oh, right, right, right. Either right. like administration or yeah. uh, custodial, anything like that. Yeah, it's just interesting because like I, we never really talked like in class or like in Hebrew school about like different types of Jews because I remember maybe like already being in like fifth or sixth grade learning about like Sephardic Jews and Mm -hmm. I was like oh I didn't know there was like I thought I was like oh just Jews like okay there's Ashkenazi there's Sephardic and then I remember briefly one day just talking about Ethiopian Jews and I don't even think we went into detail that much it was just like oh and there's Ethiopian Jews there's Jews all over and that was like the end of the conversation and I was like oh like it was uh I don't know. Definitely something they could have expanded on. And oh, when, yeah. Yeah. And like I went to, when I went to Jewish day school, I had one teacher that that was Ethiopian, mm-hmm. uh, an Ethiopian Jew. And so I think that kind of set the bar rolling of like, oh, I guess mm-hmm. it's you're either like Ashkenazi Jew or Ethiopian <laughs> Jew. Because, you know, it was just a weird thing of adding the Ethiopian to the beginning, which, you know, is kind of helps you open your mind to, oh, there are different Jews in different countries who practice slightly differently. But then it also 
kind of makes you think like, oh, there's Jewish and then there's this type of Jewish. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, like s- there are so many different um, Aliyah operations. So like kind of pilgrimage to Israel operations in the uh, 50s and 60s and even before the establishment of the Jewish state when a lot of Jews from um, African countries were kind of uh, snuck into Israel mm-hmm. um, to seek a, Jew- uh, a Jewish life. And yeah, it's just important to, you know, notice that. <laughs> yeah. um, so I uh, so I wanted to read this one quote that I got from um, this op-ed from the foreword um, called How Jewish Geography Excludes Jews of Color, mm-hmm. which is exactly what we're talking about. And so um, she says, quote, this, my friends, is how you lose at Jewish geography. Have a plain as day British last name, tawny skin, curly hair, and bright blue slash green eyes, a white Ashkenazi dad, a black mom who converted to conservative Judaism prior to her marriage to my dad. Be a Sunday Hebrew school dropout due to microaggressions targeted at the aforementioned descriptors. Plus, have no long-standing family synagogue membership, see microaggressions, no bat mitzvah, see Hebrew school dropout, and no Jewish sleepaway camps. So all these things that kind of we talked about at the beginning of the episode of like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is what it means for us to be Jewish and things that make sense for us, right. you know, best intentions, but inadvertently we start excluding other people who, you know, according to this author's definitions, like she sounds perfectly Jewish to me. Like she has Jewish parents. Jewish. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> she, she has Jewish parents. Yeah. She seems to have a relationship and wants to have a relationship with a religion. And that should be enough, but uh, intentionally or not, she just kind of has trouble identifying after a certain point because um, white Jews like us end up excluding her, right? Just by being like asking questions like, "Oh, you're Jewish?" Like even a question like that, right? It seems like very like unintentionally uh, hurtful. Yeah. yeah, and I I'm sure that you know, growing up at Jewish day school, going to Jewish summer camp. I'm sure that I've accidentally right ex- ended up excluding somebody like I that. was actually even thinking like not even on the scale like that scale but even I think there was a girl that went to my Hebrew school and she had like blonde hair blue eyes and she would always like again obviously not on the same scale sure but she would talk about like getting upset that no one ever believed that she was Jewish because she didn't have like brown hair, brown eyes. Yeah, and you make which, you yeah. make like the joke of like, oh wow, you look pretty Aryan or yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Hitler's dream. Mm-hmm. Um, which weird thing that I definitely great. said to people. <laughs> I a hundred percent have said that. Oops, sorry everybody. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and like the article just kind of points to just all of these insular practices within the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. Like Jews stick with other Jews, but this kind of just becomes like code for white Jewish spaces. Yeah. I also think it just comes down to like, cause I've definitely had people tell me like, Oh yeah, you look Jewish or like, and I assume you've had that as well. Yeah. And also <laughs> we're complimented like, Oh, you don't look Jewish. Right. And I, again, I've, I was once, I think this was in middle school or high school. They're like, Oh, you look Jewish. And I like asked the kid like, Oh, what does that mean? He goes, Oh, I don't know. Turkish. So Weird. <laughs> I don't think, huh. I mean, yeah, very odd. Um, but yeah, what I'm just trying to get down to, like, there's not one way to look Jewish and there's not one way to, I guess, feel Jewish or show your Judaism. There's not one way to practice, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, you know, as long as you're looking at the traditions in our, in our religion and kind of saying like, oh, this, this works for me. I get this. I want to be a part of it. Yeah. I kind of, interestingly enough, I feel like there is kind of like 
more so maybe more so with other religions there is kind of like a pick and choose aspect if you want you'd be like oh i i like um shabbat and doing shabbat dinner and then you i don't know do you feel that way like you can kind of like a la carte you, like you can because i think yeah um other religions if you aren't really religious you're not like like going to your place worship worship every week you're kind of like yeah i'm agnostic or i'm atheist right judaism kind of allows that room to play but it's important that we include that room for people that don't have the prototypical definition in american society of jewishness and also you know it's important to know that Alyssa, you and i are uh, the whitest people to ever grace the earth. <laughs> and uh, like we, we are definitely trying our best. If you yeah. have any uh, uh, comments or questions, uh, like feel free to leave a comment, message us. Uh, uh, if you want two white people to explain. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, yeah. like we only know so much. Right. I only know so much from reading these articles. And uh, if we miss something or anything like that, um, I believe we have the email, Jew of us. Uh, at gmail.com so we've been talking for a little while about the issues with Jewish geography mm-hmm. so like Alyssa do you see a reason not not like in a pointed way like do you see a reason why it's important or beneficial to play Jewish geography I feel like this is a test it's not um, it, it, it wait, is so wait, I swear I, it is not a test at so all so wait what was the question <laughs> so like you know w- we talked in the beginning you and yeah. I both play this game we enjoy it um and it can be exclusionary sometimes. So can I say I, I yeah, just sure because you like from the beginning like we call it a game. I never I guess thought of it of, as a game. I don't know. Does that I kind of just like oh this is a kind of like a conversation starter or sure. But I think it is interesting like the different. But I guess it is like a game. I don't yeah, know. It's, I, I it's used weird. to play a game when I was a camp counselor called Happy Jewish Family. <laughs> and okay, okay sorry. Uh, and so how it would go is that. Um, you would start listing members of your family okay. and their names. So, like, my dad's name is Dan. My uncle's name is Ken. My cousin's name is Corey. And once somebody else had another family member that had one of those names, you you would be like, oh, my nephew's name is Corey or something. And then uh, everybody would go, happy Jewish family, and then that person was the list. There's also the game of uh, another version of it where somebody thinks of a Jewish first name and another person thinks of a Jewish last name. Okay. So th- here, I want you to think of a Jewish okay. first, first name, name and okay. I'll think of a Jewish last name. Okay. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Gold Rachel? Blatt. Do you there's know a Rachel Goldblatt? I don't, but there's got to you, be If one. you're Rachel Goldblatt and you're listening. But <laughs> you that's won! A, but that's another version of the game yeah. of, ju- of just kind of like playing around. And personally, you know, I think it's important to um, recognize that this game ended up kind of being exclusionary or mm-hmm. talking about a specific subset of people but i think in general it's important to have that mi- that idea in the back of your head of the six degrees of separation but especially with jews uh so jews make up 0.2 percent of the world's population mm-hmm. there's only 14 million jews on earth so it is good and i think important to have that kind of sense of community with jews around the world and you know like it's bad to put like different asterisks over what it means to be Jewish mm-hmm. and what that definition can mean. And just kind of uh, accept that it's 2019. There are these different yeah. types of Jews and but maybe there's a better way to play this game or a better way for white Jews like ourselves mm-hmm. to 
remember that there isn't just one type of Jew. I was just gonna say like, yeah, like don't put, don't have a narrow definition of what it is to be Jewish because basically, I mean, that's what was done during the Holocaust, like a basic definition. So yeah, just like expand. And then you get to learn about like different people and like their different um, relationship with Judaism and their different traditions and culture. And like, that's awesome. Learn, learning about cultures is awesome that's why we wanted to do this podcast that's like, like the whole basis we're learning a lot of, yeah. about our culture and a lot of things that we didn't know and uh maybe should have known yeah but yeah <laughs> i'm learning too much that i should have already known but yeah <laughs> fair enough um but yeah that's that's pretty much it for jewish geography yeah that's guy like serious yeah, i was I, not but that's I, yeah that's awesome so we have, we have a big google doc of different topics oh it's that a we, huge google doc it's huge <laughs> uh we wanted to talk uh, of different topics that we wanted to discuss and so mm-hmm. when we were prepping for another record session i thought oh jewish geography i'm i'm curious like what the science is behind that and then i just stumbled onto all this information of oh yeah this this isn't as wholesome as a, of a game as it yeah. could be it's almost kind of like the thing where you learn where like certain phrases or sayings came from like peanut gallery and you're like that has or like um you got gypped like they're the undertone yeah i was (laughs) about to say you just got jude (laughs) well that is a thing that was said um my parents were looking at uh getting a new landscaper and then they almost went with like this one guy and then they were discussing prices and he was talking to my dad and he's like oh yeah no 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 i won't do you on the price and my dad was just like my name goodbye epstein (laughs) it's crazy to me how many how non-jewish people like don't know jewish names because i'm like if you're gonna if you're like a hateful person and you're gonna like be anti-semitic and uh hate on jews maybe like to my face don't do it to my face but like you could learn the names (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like berg stein wiseman wiseman yeah yeah Uh, sorry about that ran at the end and coming out of this i don't want you to feel guilty for playing Jewish geography. Yeah, we don't want this to be the Jewish guilt that you feel. Yeah. <laughs> That's another episode, you yeah. guys. <laughs> I, th- I think if if this is still a fun game for you, and especially, like you said, it's kind of an icebreaker mm-hmm. for Jews to play it, it's, sure, why not? But I think, you know, if you can think of a way to make it more inclusive or better, then awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah That's, think, yeah. This uh-oh, is- Alyssa, you know what time it is? <laughs> It's a two o'clock. No, I don't know what this bit is. Oh no, no this uh, this is me teasing. Like, oh, we're done the episode. Oh, <laughs> so you know what we say at the end of every episode? Yes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Did, were you trying to say one last thing and then I? Was no, I wasn't. I just got confused. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, and Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom. shalom.